Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pod save the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen, the Daily Mirror's royal podcast. I'm your host, Anne Gripper. I'm joined once again by Daily Mirror royal correspondent, Victoria Murphy. Hello. It's Tuesday. It's royal wedding week. Um, We should be really excited about the big day, but there has been so much... Um, drama armor and things slightly unraveling really in the last 24 hours um, we were we were running around yesterday thinking oh my goodness this is a busy day trying to find time to record the podcast Victoria was going to the Mirrors NHS Heroes Awards because um, Camilla the Duchess of Cornwall was coming to that Prince William did a lovely recorded message saying how amazing the NHS is and everything like that so she had to be down at the awards due and there was the announcement of um, whether where the couple were going to be spending the night before the wedding as well so there's lots of announcements lots of excitement and it never quite happened and then it's a really good thing that it didn't because the biggest news obviously came out in the evening when it emerged that um, Thomas Markle Meghan's dad had apparently pulled out of coming to the royal wedding after the um, the exposure of the fact that he had apparently been working with paparazzi for some stage pictures in Mexico and that being exposed and the embarrassment and then some health issues as well involved and there had been so much discussion in the run-up would he walk her down the aisle would he not two weeks ago there was the announcement you know lovely her dad's going to be there for that special moment to walk her down the aisle and now it's the week of the wedding and it seems like that's not going to happen after all how have we got to this point victoria exactly how have we got to this point it's a horrible point to be at just a few days before the wedding and it's obviously horrible for megan i know that she's very distressed and that she's very concerned for her father. Um, you know, this has is something that has really been an ongoing thing for a very long period of time. Um, I think the fact that the palace came out and said, you know, a week and a half ago that her father would walk her down the aisle and that was a big story, says it all really. I mean, that was something that was never even discussed with Kate marrying William, for example. It was just completely assumed from day one that that would happen. It wouldn't have been a news line that he was doing it. But the fact is with Thomas Markle, there was always that slight confusion about what is going on. We knew that Harry hadn't met him. We knew that he lived 
what people had described as a reclusive life. There was question marks over how close he had been to Meghan recently, how much she had even seen him in the last few years, what their relationship was like, although we know that she spoke very warmly of him um, and his part that he played in her upbringing. But there was just something that, that made it not quite seem like a given that he was going to walk her down the aisle. And, and I had this, I was asked this myself many times in television interviews before um, the palace announced it, is he going to? And, you know, my response was always, well, I would expect that would happen. But I was never really convinced until they said it at that briefing that he absolutely would. Um, and of course, that was that was kind of the story of, of that briefing, really, was that he definitely would. And the plan was for him to come over here and to be embraced by the royal family. And the royal family were giving a very clear signal that they were very much behind the Markles. Both her, her dad and her mum were coming over to meet all the royals. And you know, they were going to be looked after and he was going to play this key role. Um, but, you know, I think it's impossible to appreciate just perhaps how overwhelming that is for somebody who hasn't been in the spotlight his whole life, um, who has been, we understand, living a very quiet life. Um, and he's been, you know, dealing with a lot in the last year. He's come to terms with the fact that he's on the world stage because his daughter's on the world stage. Um, and you know, it's difficult to know exactly what has gone on, but what we're told is that he hasn't been left alone at his home in Mexico, that there's been photographers there all the time, that he's felt under huge pressure, and it's impossible to appreciate how that might have affected him, basically. Um, now, of course, her mum has faced the same pressures, you know, but people are different, aren't they? And how you react to a scenario, um, it depends on a lot of things. And so we're in this really sad place now. Um, I mean, Thomas Markle obviously came sort of came to a head a little bit at the weekend where um, he was outed, if you like, by a Sunday newspaper who had CCTV footage of him arriving at venues with photographers. Now, it was pretty obvious to most people, I think, before then that the photographs looked like they had been set up. The, the settings were just too coincidental. The, the shots were just captured too well for them to have been captured without um, the subject's participation. However, of course, it's you know having that CCTV footage was made it very clear that's what happened. And you know, it was obviously he was clearly very he was clearly mortified by it um, and very embarrassed. Um, and the prospect of coming and, and seeing the Queen. Now, I think that the royals and Meghan and Harry have nothing but concern and understanding for him. Um, and of course, we know now that Samantha Markle, who is his daughter, she um, is Meghan's half-sister, she has said that actually it was her idea and explains a little bit about how those pictures came about because there were suggestions that maybe he was doing this for money and maybe he was, you know, getting paid um, to, to pose for the pictures and that was his motivation. But Samantha Markle said that if he did receive any money, it would have been very little and the motivation, and it was her idea, and she thought that it would help him and help the royal family um, if he showed, allowed some pictures to be taken that showed him in a positive light. Because, of course, if he's being uh, photographed against his knowledge, you know, there were pictures of him maybe doing things like buying beer that he felt was unrepresentative of the lifestyle that he was actually living and he wanted to show that he was, you know, doing positive, nice things. Um, but of course, it, it, I mean, it was a pretty bad suggestion, really. Uh, obviously, it had the complete opposite effect. And, and one of the things that made it particularly uncomfortable, particularly difficult, was, of course, the fact that 
Kensington Palace have been urging people to stay away from him, saying that he didn't want to cooperate or didn't want to speak to media. Um, and then it looked like there was hypocrisy going on there with him cooperating. But I, I think, you know, what what's clear is that Thomas Markle did not say, oh, my daughter's now going out with Prince Harry. She's engaged to Prince Harry. Brilliant. How can I go and make some money and find some photographers to pay me? I mean, that absolutely didn't happen. Um, he obviously was ended up in a situation where he felt that that was a good idea and it wasn't money motivated. Um, but, you know, I think most people would agree that that was probably, it probably wasn't a good idea. <laughs> Very naive, really, I guess. And, yeah. And it's, you know, thinking about it, now you know when you think about it now all those pictures are too good to be true yeah you know what yeah. sitting reading a you know a british tourist guide in a in a yeah. in a cafe or getting pictured having being measured yeah for a suit or whatever so i mean the palace have been managing the wedding situation very closely in the run-up to it drip feeding all of that information offering megan support obviously does it suggest that he has been kind of a step removed from the planning and and the proceedings and that he's maybe not been getting as much guidance and support yeah through i think it that's all? interesting i think that there have been suggestions that he could have been better protected, I suppose, from this, um, and he could have received more guidance. I mean, my impression is that, as a very proud man, he has maybe not been willing to accept as much support, perhaps, as he may have he may have done. And maybe with hindsight, the right thing to do would have been to allow someone to take over. But he's his own person, you know. He's his own man. He's a he's a a private individual essentially he is not marrying into the royal family he has no obligation to have a spokesperson to um but you know he is very much on his own so it may have been advisable for him perhaps to have had a little bit more help and I, my impression is that that was offered and maybe it just didn't quite work out for whatever reason but um megan she's she has been speaking to him clearly and she obviously very much wanted him to be a part of her wedding day how much she has seen him in person in recent months we don't really know um and that perhaps has maybe been something that's been difficult maybe he hasn't had as much face-to-face -face communication and it has been more distant which has made it more difficult to provide mm. the support um i mean there's obviously been suggestions of health related issues as well um possibly having had a heart attack or yeah. heart pains or so some... he told T tmz which is the american website who broke the story that he wasn't going to be attending the wedding or that he said he wasn't going to be attending the wedding that he had been suffering chest pains that he had had a heart attack and then today they also reported that he has been suffering more chest pains i mean it, it's terrible if that's the case that he has been that clearly there's he's affected so much by what's gone on that he's mm. feeling so unwell and of course that must be contributing massively to Megan's distress and concern but also seemingly that he hasn't yet spoken to yeah. Megan since this has come out I mean it, and that's what they're saying that he hasn't spoken to her now I find that quite hard to believe because if she's so worried about him how can how can she not have made contact I would be very surprised if that's the case but unfortunately we're not getting sort of clear information i mean the palace put out a statement asking for um him to be um people to be understanding um 
but it's, no one has really clarified exactly what is going on. I mean, I think that the palace staff, when that story broke last night, late last night, were completely thrown by it. I, I would, I'm getting the impression that they that didn't Megan know. heard from TMZ that her dad wasn't coming to the wedding and that she didn't know. I mean, I don't know that 100%, but it's, it looks that way because they, they were completely thrown. And um, the, the statement that came out was very much emphasising those sort of classic stay away, don't touch anything. It, it's a very, I think it was the word distressing, personal, private. Yeah. All of those words that are basically, we don't want we don't want you anywhere near this at yeah, the moment. Definitely, and, yeah. And we're, we're trying to deal with this internally and it's difficult for them. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, it reflects, you know, their, their view right from the beginning that, um, you know, that Harry has grown grown up with really that that the pressure of the interest and the intrusion is just unbearable and you know I think that Harry will undoubtedly you know blame that for what has happened and you know it's really difficult because we don't we we don't really know had exactly how much pressure he's been under exactly you know what has been going on in Mexico that has made him feel the pressure to cooperate with the photographers and we also you know we don't we don't know what would have happened had that not been the case you know is it the pressure of that or is it the pressure of having to be in the spotlight with you know billion people watching when you walk her down the aisle that's that's pressure in itself you know and coming so, to a different country yeah meeting a load of people that you've never met before you even get to yeah. that stage of walking down the aisle in front of but it does, everybody yeah but it does seem that the issue over the staged pictures is what has brought all of this to a head mm. and the, the embarrassment over that and so that seems to be the key thing because until last week and until the weekend and until until that happened it there was nothing to suggest that he wouldn't walk her down the aisle other than as we say the fact that it had always been a, a different situation to the one that, that we that we're used to one that do we you think there's any chance that the palace and megan will talk him round and say you know like yeah fine that was stupid but it's your daughter's wedding day this is a chance to to do this will that would they be in that camp now of still wanting him to come or has it gone too far the other way that actually now it's a total circus i think there's no doubt that she still really wants him to come and i think the best outcome for the end of this would be that he does come and puts to bed what will essentially be looked back on as a blip rather than you know as a as a massive defining feature of the wedding which obviously it will be if he doesn't come and for her that will make the day have a whole new emphasis mm. and I, I don't know how any bride really deals with that the idea that you know you're not able to have your father who wanted to be there walking down the aisle to do that that's a huge deal a huge thing to get your head around mm. and also the fact that the world knows you know um but also I think her main priority will be that he is okay and if not coming means that he is okay then that's what she would want so I suppose we have to see and of course we know that her mother is going to be in the car with her I would say her mother is the absolute you know best candidate in her father's absence to walk her down the aisle people have suggested I think Prince Charles could do it I think that would just be really weird I mean be super we so, weird. do we have to have a man so much that we mm -hmm. get 
you know borrow somebody yeah, else's exactly really are we really at that stage in 2018 mm. of course her mother can do it and so i think i i think that i would expect that to happen mm. so but but it's it's just so so um so sad and and it, it will be a, a very difficult thing to get over on the day if if he's not if he's not there yeah it's and it's it, it's a one you know it's a one time it's a one time thing and then it's always you know the wedding's meant to be happy and joyful and and everything and there's that one thing that you're going to look back on as being empty or didn't happen and like looking back on it with regret of how things could have been different so her mum is obviously one option who could stand in for her dad to accompany her down the aisle um is there anybody else that we know of at all you know uncles or godparents or might she choose to go it alone well people have talked about prince charles's possibility i just think I, I don't see that. I think it's weird. You know, marrying into his family doesn't make sense. Um, and, you know, like I said, are we so desperate to have a man in 2018 that we need to pluck someone from the other side of the family? I think it would be her mum or she might go alone. But the fact that her mum is accompanying her in the car to the door, I think there's no reason why her mum couldn't continue that journey with her. So... I think that would be the most likely scenario. I, I personally think that would be a lovely thing to see. She's very close to her mum. It's 2018. We're seeing a lot more now in weddings, both parents walking the bride down the aisle. Um, you know, that old-fashioned concept of, you know, the, 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 fa the leader of the family, the man, the, the, the patriarchal kind of giving away, gifting this, uh, the ownership of of the daughter to another man is is you know, it's something that a lot of people are actually rejecting now a lot of people you know allow their their father to walk them down the aisle because they they think it's they see the positive kind of you know the fact that that's a lovely shows the relationship between the father and daughter and is a lovely thing but 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 not really kind of doing it in that that old-fashioned way um but megan has a very strong relationship with her mom and i think it would it in the absence of her father, who she obviously really wanted to do it, but if he doesn't come, I think Doria should definitely do it. Um, one person who it does look like it will be there, after all, is Prince Philip. Um, he was pictured at the weekend, went to the Royal Windsor Horse Show, driving, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's clearly practically superhuman, I think. Yeah, I mean, driving a Land Rover, I mean unbelievable and he looked I mean he looked a little bit frail perhaps but he was smiling away he was making the queen smile there was lovely pictures of the two of them looking at each other and he looked on great form it's amazing to think that he came out of hospital just what five six weeks ago and there was a bit of a question mark over whether or not he'd be well enough to attend the wedding when we had the briefing nobody could confirm yeah. that he would be there it was very much a case of look we will have to let you know closer to the time and I don't think there can be any doubt now that he will go and whether or not he is able to walk or whether he's in a wheelchair remains to be seen but the fact that he was driving I suppose suggests that I think we, we have quite possibly could see him 
walking, maybe with the aid of a stick, but certainly walking, which would be amazing. Let's do some mobility. If you are hearing buzzes during sorry. the uh, during the podcast, then sorry, but it is wedding week, so we're waiting for any hot hot news so off the press. Much, so much news and so much non-news, actually, I yeah. should add as well, coming through to my phone. We are expecting to have daily announcements now yeah. presumably some unscheduled announcements now because of the uh, the spanner that's been thrown into the works yeah, with I mean, the we were we were on Megan's the understanding dad. that there would be a sort of you know kind of steady feed of information this week there's an understanding from the palace that there's huge interest at this point in time just a few days away and so we were kind of you know informed that we, there'll be various things announced this week. Of course, yesterday they announced the hotels that Meghan and Harry will stay in the night before the wedding, two separate hotels, 17 miles apart. We're going to do a special on that, recording that one a bit later. So that will be coming to you on Wednesday. Going to be doing that with Julie, our travel writer, Excellent. and Rookie, who lives near Windsor. Ah, perfect. She's obviously the perfect candidate. So, and then, but yes, as you say, things have kind of gone a little bit... Um, in a different direction now and who knows exactly what what the next announcement will be um we had a couple over the weekend um so the first one um was the announcement of the um the clergyman who will be giving the address at the wedding mm-hmm. um primate michael curry of the episcopal church so the, the equivalent i guess of the archbishop of canterbury for the Episcopal Church, if I got that right. Yeah, I mean, he is um, the most reverend Michael Bruce Curry, who's a presiding bishop. So so he's going to travel to Windsor to take part in the service. I think what is particularly um, nice about this is the fact that two things. He is from Chicago. Now, we know that Meghan went to university close to Chicago, so that's obviously something that is a link from her... Um, upbringing um, also he's the first african-american to have served as the church's presiding bishop he's held the role since november 2015 very proud of that side of her roots very proud of that side of her heritage and so the fact that she is offering the opportunity really to celebrate a pioneering african-american with the wedding i think is is a really lovely thing it also boosts that transatlantic link because obviously you know traditionally the wedding would take place on the bride's turf usually and whereas obviously because it's yeah harry and the royal family and they're going to be living in britain they're choosing to get married over here i think that's a really good point and i think it feeds back into this idea that the couple really wanted it to be very much a wedding about the two of them and their shared um, interests and equally as much as is possible split between the two and so we see Megan's input just as much as we see Harry's and it would be very easy for Harry's input to be dominant because you know she's marrying into the royal family we're in Windsor Castle we've got you know the Archbishop of Canterbury presiding over their vows there's so many things about the wedding that are so very British so very royal so the fact that Megan is making it very clear that her mark you know the fact that she's American lots of elements of the day are really reflecting that now and I think that's really really important for her and then the other thing that we found out um, on Sunday night into Monday was um, a bit more about the food and the menu, which will be very British. Yeah, so we did. I mean, the, unfortunately, we didn't it's find out... It's making me hungry. We're recording at lunchtime. This is a terrible now, yeah. idea. Unfortunately, we didn't find out exactly what they're going to eat, which was a bit frustrating. Not even the sniff of an example of a canapé. The most intriguing thing that came out of what was essentially a media facility with the Windsor Castle kitchens was the fact that 
instead of sitting down to have a, a meal, actually guests at the reception hosted by the Queen will be standing up and they'll be having a kind of buffet style food, which actually makes a lot of sense because there are 600 guests and St George's Hall, I believe, seats um, far fewer than that for a state banquet. So when you think you've got 600 people, you've got you need to fit them all in. So and have so, a big breakfast yeah. if you're going. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Although I think there'll be lots and lots of food. So bowl food, which is quite a sort of trendy thing to have now. It's kind of little bowls with, um, you know, something in it and you get a fork and or a spoon and you can kind of enjoy that. And I'm sure the people will be able to have as many as they want and then also canapes. And the food is being sourced from the Windsor Castle estate. So it's being taken from royal lands, from Windsor um, and from um, a lot of... Uh, places in the home counties focus on sustainable produce focus on fresh ingredients focus on seasonal produce i'm sure it will be absolutely incredible the problem with bowl food and anything where you've got to hold something in one hand and have your utensil in the other hand is where do you put your glass of fizz Mm. which is a major major problem yeah well i'm sure there'll be plenty of tables lots of little tables probably beautifully decorated with all of the flowers probably plenty of chairs yeah (laughs) so um we haven't yet had our announcement today so we'll see what that is maybe that will have come out before i record a bit later on with julie and um rookie we hope you'll join us for that one we're going to try and fit another one in with victoria later in the week schedules permitting because i think it is going to be fairly hectic yeah you want to do it from windsor maybe oh yeah (laughs) come on come on down and then we might try and fit in a fashion one as well um ahead of the wedding with danielle and amber um so please do subscribe to make sure you get all of the updates straight to your phone thank you for joining us on this journey to the royal wedding um we really enjoyed doing all of the shows in the build-up it's hard to believe it is wedding week now um major twist at the beginning of the week um not one that anybody wanted really yeah um and you know i guess we're still rooting for the fact that everything will come right in the end please hopefully (laughs) um but we will we will see and we will bring that all to you on the next episode of pod save the queen until then pod save the queen 